How do you feel? I feel great. How do you feel? Feeling good. Feeling like I am not a pilot, although <laughs> I apparently am a co-pilot here on this podcast of Where's the Airport? So if you haven't like listened to any of our episodes, which are very few of them right now, I am Kevin Ross. I am the co-pilot on this show. This is a show about nothing but everything. Anyway, my my co-pilot is also here with us today. Hello. This is Marie Rittenhouse, ready for takeoff. You've uh, got you've got that calming thing going that on. That presence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I know where we're going. I don't actually, but it's okay. Well, it's good though because essentially don't you want your co-pilot or your pilot to be like calm? Like you, we do not want to panic on this flight. Right. I want everyone to feel they're adequately uh, hydrated and have had enough drinks and they're ready yeah. for this journey. And we're about 30,000, 40,000 feet in the air at this point. Figuratively speaking, we're in the air. We're in the air waves. <laughs> That's right. We're Ooh, in I the like air that waves. play on words. Yeah. Wow. Dad jokes every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> So I think today we'll we'll just kind of get into it because we really have no plan here. Ever. It, well, <laughs> ever, exactly. So we have no destination. I think as we had said in, in one of our previous episodes, it's literally just like throwing a dart on a map and then you're like, okay, this is where we're going today. And it was like that today. We were at the office, at another office, talking other business and it was like, hey, want to record a podcast today? Sure. What are we going to talk about today? I just went right down the Google Drive and boom. I was like, yeah, we're going to talk about this. So we're both YouTubers. Spoiler alert. Yes, we both are on YouTube. You know that little platform that people go to to watch I don't know that I'm familiar, but I feel like I may have heard of it. Okay, yeah. Well, I think our our listeners, we'll set up a link in the show notes to YouTube (laughs) if you don't know about it. But what we really wanted to discuss today, because we're both, uh, we, we have partners, life partners, we have kiddos, we have lives, we have we have lives. And outside jobs. Yes, outside jobs. So um, anyway, I'm like getting a phone call, I was like, do I answer it or? You can. Yeah, no. Um, we'll see if I, if I get a voicemail. So anyway, um, what I was going to say is, the topic for YouTube for not the I was about to say YouTube. I was about to say for YouTubing. Um, <laughs> what's up, tubulars? It's a verb. It's a verb now. YouTubing, right? YouTubing is the the privacy aspect of it. Yeah, like absolutely. Having a private life is that even possible? Well, yeah, kind of def- depends on what kind of YouTuber you are. That's a good starting point. Are you a daily vlogger? Because you're going to have a lot less privacy if you're a daily vlogger. Right. What did you just say? Vlog? V- vlog? Yeah. V-lo- it's different v-log. than plog. Everyone's familiar with plogging, but you right. may not be familiar with vlogging. Right. Right. <laughs> vlogging. Yeah. And that's essentially where you're telling your story, your life story, usually. Usually. Right. You're, it's a video blog. Do people know what blogs are? Do we need to go even further? Further back. Oh my gosh! I, no. <laughs> a blog oh my, no. is like a diary. But w- Wikipedia people. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So it's it's your life, like the day to day. It could be from like start to finish, or just a piece of your day, which you can come into contact with people that are in your life that's out in the community. 
So yeah, you're right. That's a that's a big one. That's a big one. Um, I think it's just also kind of what kind of content you're making too. I mean, we both vlog, but we don't go from wake up to bed in our vlogs. We don't include every minute or most of the details of our lives. Right. I'm I've I've shot a couple of those where I have and I think I even have some that haven't launched quite yet that it was pretty much from start to finish. It was like the morning and then like filming a ton throughout the day. But it it does get a bit exhausting. I think even those there's details that you probably don't share. I don't need to see you brushing your teeth. If if you're launching a vlog of you brushing your teeth, I might No wait, I'm subscribing. I did have one where I am brushing my teeth, I think. It, it's live. I think I did brush my teeth. I've blacked um, it out, people. I, okay. It was too much for me. <laughs> too much yeah. intimacy. I think one of the one of the disclaimers that we should also put out there, at least one of the things, as because I, I would call ourselves, even though it's a personal uh, video, I still take a professional uh, perspective. And what I want to say here really is that when it comes to privacy, I am very cognizant of my surroundings. So having children, I do tend to make sure that if like say like my friend's kids are over or there are people in our lives, like our circle, that I don't divulge anything, you know, like whether it's like their license plate, license plates numbers or like their house numbers or anything that would be like, hey, I saw you on Kevin's vlog. Exactly. And they're like on your front doorstep. You know, because that's something that we need to talk about as far as like the privacy aspect. But they're not necessarily choosing to be on the vlog, although I do talk to people about the vlog and and I'll say like, hey, do you mind if I film you? And most people are like, cool with it. But I just want to make sure that if I'm out shooting, that I am respecting people's privacy. Right. Well, both of us have made the personal choice that we're willing to include our kids in our vlogs, but also both of us have in common that our life partners prefer not to really be included in the vlog. Right. And I and I have been very uh, careful about including really any outside people in my footage. I may have like one or two clips here and there where you can see people's faces, but te- I tend to go neck down mm-hmm. on anybody that's not um, myself, my kids, or people who have agreed up front to be in the video um but you know there have been maybe one or two clips here or there where you can see someone's face but generally i i tend to focus on me because that's kind of what the channel's about right um and it it can be difficult because you want to share authentically but you don't want to make the people around you uncomfortable and and you don't want to assume that they're okay with anything of themselves being out there. Sure. Well, and we are, we're in the digital age, as far as I know. Um, that's at least where I've been living. I don't know where everybody else has been living. I assume so. I assume so. I mean, so. I don't know. Middle of Iowa. Right. They oh, yeah. Didn't even really have an internet connection. No, I'm just, I just, that's a joshing. whole podcast in itself. <laughs> but think about this like, even before something like YouTube, where the digital camera came into play and, how many times did you take pictures, even when it was like a film camera, and you got somebody else in the shot? Now, fast forward quite a few years later from the time you know like digital cameras came into play and social media, 
like you're camping, you're the Grand Canyon, you're on you're somewhere and you might get somebody's face in that shot. Oh, yeah. And you post it to social and there's no ill will intention or whatever. And you're not necessarily blurring people's faces out. So, I mean, it's certainly people have been photobombing on accident or even on purpose. Absolutely. For a while. Absolutely. I think the difference, at least like from a photography standpoint to a video, is that really photos... There's a very, very small chance that you would ever have a photo taken in a public place published and distributed widely. Mostly when people are taking photos, it's just for themselves, their family, now social media, but not like worldwide. You're not going to end up on a billboard just from someone's candid little point and shoot shot. Right. Probably. But with YouTube, that is a global platform and you don't know how many people might be viewing the videos that the guy next to you on the bus is shooting. You know, he might have 2 million subscribers. You have no way of knowing that. And it, in the video aspect, it's, it seems to be from go more widely shared than a photo just in general, in my opinion. Right. Well, and I think when we go into editing, and it's funny like how this conversation has gone this way because we wanted to really talk about our privacy per se, but but I think it's just everybody's privacy too. Is like if I'm editing and I see something in the shot, then I'm like, I don't know if I really want that in the shot. Like maybe somebody literally like fell down in the background and and could totally be embarrassed or or what I don't know. Right. I mean, just I am very respectful when I edit those videos. Absolutely. Well, and from a commercial standpoint, when we're collecting b-roll at an event or whatever i mean i think we both have a a sensitivity to wanting the people to always feel good if they're featured in our video right in those situations we do have permission and invitation to gather you know anybody who attended the event's image but we always want everyone who sees themselves in the video and everyone who views the video to come off feeling good and not have a moment stick in their mind of something that's not related to telling that story. Exactly, exactly. So let's let's actually transition. You know, we're going to take, not a hard left, folks. We're going to take it easy. So Of course, circling gently. Yes, we're circling gently, and we're trying to figure out where we're going to head with this one. And really what kind of popped into my mind, so when I mentioned social media earlier, everyone, not everyone, but the, the majority of the people that I hang around with, or at least have been involved with, they, they have some sort of social media presence and they are sharing online. Now, YouTube as a YouTuber, as somebody who vlogs, because I think the difference is, is if you've gone to YouTube and it's a tutorial and it's in someone's office, you have no idea where they could be. Maybe they don't even mention anything. You might not even see these folks on the street. Well, maybe depending on the subscribers, Mm -hmm. but from a vlogging aspect, is that you really are becoming even more vulnerable, not just because you're out there filming in public and people could just approach you or say like, oh, hey, I watch you know, that channel. But, but even thinking about digitally, that is as far as comments and feedback that you're getting. So like people post selfies of themselves on Instagram or Facebook and you always get like the little heart or the thumbs up or the the whatever. But you like YouTube's a, is is a little bit more uh let's say f- 
free to critique what's going on? Like, what are you, a total idiot? Commenters certainly feel that they're free to interject, yeah. Exactly. And so let's, like, you can start from there as far as a privacy uh, standpoint and even just, like, letting down your guard a bit. Like, you have spent all this time creating, and it's hard to create. It's a lot of work. I mean, not to come across as, like, completely first world problems oh poor us the poor youtubers that have to work so very hard like right we're both doing this as essentially a hobby at this point we're not making our income from it so any gripes that we have take it with a grain of salt i mean this isn't our livelihood that we're we're complaining about essentially right now but it is a lot of work to gather footage edit it together find music put it online i mean it takes a lot of a substantial amount of time especially for two working adults with families right and so we are making a decision about that we are we are putting ourselves like by the fact that we hit the upload that we're making that decision that that's what we're going to do so from a privacy standpoint you could even have just a digital aspect you could have people like sharing your video far and wide on like several sites uh, wherever. I mean, it, you would have no idea. You have no idea. So people could be making fun of that video or maybe it's like, maybe it's enjoyable. I mean, I shouldn't always like steer to the negative, but maybe it's enjoyable. And so people can share that far and wide on a digital aspect. So even your digital privacy is, you know, it's out there, yeah. right? But we choose to put it out there. So we've already made a choice like by uploading, we're already saying like, all right, well, this can go as far and wide as Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 as it ends can up go, going as it goes. And we have to be OK with that reality. Right. So then the the other aspect, though, is the IRL or in real life aspect of, OK, yes, you're vlogging. You're out in the community again. You're making a conscious decision to do that. But I have people ask me about the YouTube channel. Like, what's the channel? And most people probably won't subscribe. But then a few may. Kids chase him down in public demanding to know the name of his channel i have i have witnessed it yeah and i do try to keep the channel as pg as possible i really do so i mean i do i mean because i know like my i think about my own kids yeah i know i think about my kids you know watching it and then their friends and so i'm very respectful of that but yeah, like there are people out in the community that say, hey, let me, and they'll like look it up on the phone right then and there and they might hit subscribe. So yes, I am not this prolific YouTuber. I don't have this huge millions of, of subscriber presence. Yet. <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate the, the, the confidence. But again, it does actually put myself and my family in a in a situation that, I like even my kids, their friends say, hey, I saw the vlog yesterday or like some parents say, oh, hey, Flynn, I saw you in the vlog the other day. They are like in our community or they might even just be like just on the outskirts of our community. So, again, I want to put that out there. We are consciously doing this. We are like under our own absolutely. It's a choice. Like nobody has has said like you know, you have to do this. Like we're choosing to do it. So it's not like we're complaining. We're just saying like, how do you keep things private? Yeah. Well, and and how do you balance the privacy with the authenticity? Well, honestly telling, well, no, let me backtrack a little bit. 
privacy and security are, are of the utmost importance. So there's definitely ways to have a camera angle or to shoot something in a way that you can still tell the story. Because I don't want anyone at any time to ever think that I am acting out something that's like a script, like something that I wrote down. Like, no, this is my life, this is my business, or this is what's going on. So as far as the authenticity, sometimes I do have to actually share. I have to be a bit transparent about the surrounding area that I'm in. Yeah. So, yeah. There, that definitely that authenticity versus that that privacy. I think that's a great question. And for me, I personally make sure that I'm not putting anybody in a compromising situation. But I still want to tell the story, so I figure out creatively how I'm going to do it. Absolutely, I think for me, um, I want my my channel to feel very personal. And I've been very vulnerable on camera, and I think that that brings a layer of authenticity. But I also think, you know, we all have struggles in life, and we all have things that we're going through, and there are things that I'm not going to share on my channel, but it might influence, you know, the kinds of videos that I'm making. And so I, I'm, do, I'm doing some balancing behind the scenes, thinking about, you know, what parts of my life are free reign and for, you know, I'm, I'm making that conscious choice for people to comment on them and what parts of my life are not. And how do I plan my videos? How do I plan my content around not sharing those things? Because not everything is going to be free reign, even though I'm putting myself out there, not eat, not every morsel of myself. Right. Right. Well, and I, I want to build on that too. So let's talk about even volunteering or like voluntary involvement or consenting. So mm-hmm. I have a, a wife and three boys. So my wife consciously chooses, she does not necessarily want to be in the videos. She says that I can film whenever I want, you know, whenever, wherever, and wherever is, that's subjective. <laughs> right. But but she doesn't really say, like, you shouldn't be filming that. It, it's just, she doesn't necessarily want to be a character. Mm-hmm. I mean, her character is, like, this, I mean, she does exist. She just doesn't want to necessarily be front and center sure. in the videos. And that's totally reasonable. Right. And I respect that. So I try to only shoot very minimal shots of her, like she's in the background or kind of, you know, it's kind of blurred out in a, in a sense. Or like my middle kiddo, so Declan actually, sometimes he just will not want to be in it. Mm-hmm. And I respect that. And so I, I just, I don't put him in it front and center or I ask him is like is it okay if I use this for like b-roll or you know just part of the shot and he and he's cool with it but I don't think he wants to again be front and center as this very vocal character at that time sometimes he will be but a lot of times like right now I think it's just it's an age thing it's a developmental thing but I respect it versus Flynn and Liam yeah you know sure I mean they're they're in it to win it like they they love the attention <laughs> We all have to at some level, right? You do. And well, so let me ask you this. So so from a privacy standpoint, you were a shy kid. Very shy. Yeah. So what's that like putting yourself out there? Because, I mean, you had mentioned in one of your YouTube videos about 
like hearing your own voice on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. But this is <laughs> times 10. Yeah. Well, um, it's kind of interesting. I think I was more nervous to start podcasting than vlogging, which I don't know. I have some weird thought processes, <laughs> but I, I, I think being a photographer prepared me for being on camera. And so I wasn't focused on my voice so much when I started vlogging. I was I was focused on the way I looked and the lighting and the shot <laughs> because my photographer bones just kicked in. Um, more than my my audio sensitivities when it comes to the podcast, where I I still don't like the way my voice sounds, but I've just had to get over it. And to an to a degree, that's true for the YouTube channel as well. Like I don't always like the way I look in every shot, and there's a lot of times there's a lot of footage where I'm saying something, or the rest of the shot is fine, but I don't like the way I look, so it doesn't get used. Um, as a, as, as, as far as coming around out of my shyness, um, I think I have, I had to love the creating more than I was not willing to put myself out there. And a year ago when I first started considering being on YouTube, my first YouTube video didn't go up until November last year, but, um, I started dabbling in the the filming of myself about a year ago last summer and a year ago I didn't really I I wasn't in a place where I was willing to love the creativity more than disliking the way I thought I looked on video so that's part of like an evolution here right where I I had to fall in love with the creativity more than my own hang-ups wow that's actually really (laughs) good though I mean that's that's a really good perspective that that's what dri- that's what drives you versus yeah. attention. Absolutely. Yeah, like versus the attention of being in front of the camera for someone who may be a bit more uh so, like just wanting to be so extroverted, so oh, out yeah. there. The attention scares me. Like the I I mean <laughs> full transparency like I have 8 subscribers, 8. So I mean <laughs> I'm not getting a lot of views, so the idea that one day I might have hundreds of subscribers, that's, I'm glad I don't right now because I'm not ready for that personally. So maybe it's good. As my only viewer. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I'm I, not and worried. Just, right. Okay. Well, I mean, love the honesty, but, and, and then maybe you're right. Like maybe that kind of helps you build up. Mm-hmm. Like it's not about... Have you earned subscribers just because, you know, your content is good enough? Like maybe it is a timing thing where it's just when you're ready to like really just put yourself out there and you are, I mean, you are. Yeah. It's just that maybe that'll all grow as you grow as a content creator. I think I'm just more and more content I create, the more passionate I am about the creativity, like I said, and the less I care about, um, you know, if the video blows up or more people see it for whatever reason, I think it's just preparing me for if that eventually happens and it may never. And I'm not doing YouTube so that I can be seen. I'm doing YouTube because it feeds something in myself. And I think there's people on YouTube you can tell are not doing it for creativity. And that's fine. 
I, I honestly, no judgment from me. If you're on YouTube to make money or you're on YouTube because it's fun from a tech aspect or a a million different reasons you could be doing it, that's fine. For me, it's feeding a part of my soul and being, allowing me that permission to be creative. But, um, I think you can tell when people are not out there to tell their own story. They're out there to send a different kind of message. Right. Well, and I think the I've been toying around with what my channel is, and I have been thinking about that more and more. And I think for me, as you're starting to talk about this, and it's not how we open up the show, but that's the beauty about the show is that, you know, we start here and, you know, now and we're... it's on a journey. Yeah, we're on a journey. So keep <laughs> keep those drinks flowing. Um, not for us, folks. We are completely just lucid and not, and we know what we're doing here. So, well, I don't know, Marie's shaking her head, so I'll, I'll, uh, I'll just man the, the cockpit here. But... What I wanted to say was, you're you're right. Like for me, I want to just share and go back to the authenticity. Like I just want to share my story. But the bigger thing is, is that I hope that I in some way connect with someone and help them take action. And this has nothing to do with like being an entrepreneur or finding like my the same success that I have. Like I think it's just success in general. I just want people to feel like they can take some action. Okay, like this guy's busy, he's got the family, he's got the business. He still puts the camera up and he's sharing his life. And I typically gravitate toward this whole like, don't ask for permission, just do it. Take the action, just just get into it. Don't worry about perfection, stretch. You know, all of these things that I have as of late have talked about in my video is taking action. And so... Whether you're a doer or not so much of a doer, like I just hope people get inspired to, and you don't have to pick up a camera and vlog. That's not what I'm talking about, but just go do something that is a little bit different for you. Absolutely. And, and to bring it back to that privacy part, like don't let the privacy element get in your way if it's something that you actually want to do, because you can have a private life and a YouTube life. It's possible. Right. I don't always have my camera with me, although I have been toying around with the smaller pot, like my original vlogging camera that fits like right in my pocket. And so, (laughs) you know, my, and my family has noticed that there's been an uptick in filming and there haven't really been any complaints except, you know, there's some like comments. Oh yeah, we got to get that for the vlog or, (laughs) oh, we got to, oh dad, do we have to film this for the vlog or can we just do it? (laughs) you know and <laughs> your vacation yeah and so it's like everybody's like trying to like take a bite of like the ice cream or the cake or the whatever like can we eat now and it's not so much that like i'm not tr- i honestly i'm not trying to be like instagram where i'm putting filters on things and trying to get the perfect shot but i i want to get that if it's part of the story mm-hmm. then like i just want to tell the story about yeah this is a great dinner this is like the best food i've had in like 5 years or whatever um, I, you know, I want to capture that in the story. So I'm not trying to set up perfection because it's not. I mean, vlogging is raw. Right. And I want it to remain raw. There's vlog style and then there's daily vlogging. And I think they're actually two different animals. Right. 
Right. And, and yeah, like, you know, that has kind of evolved over time as far as like when I used to just throw a camera up in front of my face and then have my kids in and do all this. stuff. Now it's, it's a lot more complicated with Mm -hmm. what we call B roll where, you know, you're shooting other shots to help tell the story that you could be, you're talking over that B roll. Right. But it might not necessarily be you talking directly in front of the camera at that moment of that clip. So talk a little bit about like where do you see your YouTube going like what what direction are you heading you you want to inspire people to take action but what does that mean for you as far as like where how like my channel is going to evolve with that yeah why not well I mean I think for me that's that's I, I probably had already answered my own question or like what you were asking is that I am finding that I have got this theme of action and I've got this theme that I want to help people. Mm-hmm. And But I'm also a tech guy too. So I, I wouldn't consider myself like this heavy duty tech reviewer or someone that you would go to for like this top level advice. But what I want to do is be able to bring perspective, my perspective that could be very similar to your perspective. So like if I want to review a piece of tech or talk about a piece of tech on how I implement it, mm-hmm. and it may not be something that's photography related. As of late, it has been. But it could be anything like a piece of furniture or something that I use like a utensil in the kitchen or whatever that I want to talk about. Like I want to give you my perspective because that that's that authenticity. I don't want it to say like, okay, well this person paid me to say this. This is just who I am. Like I enjoy this product or I'm not enjoying this product. Uh, but as far as like the evolution of, of my channel, I really, I, I find the most value creatively and what I do day to day is to tell my story, to just share my experience with my family, how I'm hustling around doing the work or taking them to soccer or doing the baseball thing. I mean, honestly, folks, I would literally have somebody follow me around with a camera because, but not because I have this like narcissistic or this voyeuristic like thing going on. Like, I just want people to be inspired by like, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily vlog, but I can do what he's doing. Right. Because look how much like he's got going on. I was a shy kid. I was a shy kid. Hard to believe, but Very I was. <laughs> but I was. And th- definitely vlogging has has really helped me. I mean, this was before vlogging that I kind of got into just sort of you know, building relationships and community. I think that's a big thing too. Like, I think that answers the question as well. Like I foresee myself expanding my network of people that I just want to connect with. Well, the reason I ask that is because as YouTube channels grow, you know, there's that influencer aspect to it and people get approached by brands that want maybe a shout out or products are sent to them. And, and of course it depends on what kind of channel you have. I mean, you know, Casey's, Casey Neistat's got a a pile of things coming in, whether he shares his address or not, they're coming in. But then you've got like Shane Dawson, who's not really out there to review anything and nobody's sending him anything because that's not what his channel's about. But they're both influencers in a different way. And they're both have not just influencers on their viewers, having an influence on their viewers, but influencing the YouTube ecosystem itself, because I think you could say, well, people are focusing more now. There's been a recent like kind of change where people I think are trying to 
be a little more personal, you know, as like Shane Dawson's channel, for example, has become bigger. Whereas, you know, I think when Casey was kind of blowing up, people, everyone wanted the drone shots and everybody wanted the, you know, um, every was everyone kind of tried to emulate him. And for, for to a certain extent, it's for the views, it's for the clicks, you know. Um, everybody wants to have the right thumbnail and the right title and the right the right tags to get more views. But, you know, the reason I asked the question about where do you see your channel going is because there there are kind of these diverging paths at a certain point where you're kind of an influencer to work with brands and have, you know, maybe make some income in that way. And then maybe you're an influencer that's more like, I want to push people to push beyond. And that's kind of what you're saying, that it's not about the money or working with brands or any of that in your mind. It's kind of more about the influence that you can have on people in their day-to-day life. Exactly. Because, I mean, typically how I've been ending my latest videos is that I tell people, you know, I hope that they continue to rock faces. And that's just always been something that I've said for a long time. And and just rock faces meaning, like, just show up, be, be a presence and inspire people and just be totally awesome. And then another thing that I always say is like, you know, do things that matter. And, and like I said, I, especially in this environment right now where it's, it's rough out there. It's really rough. I'm just trying to help people like by showing them, like, just be kind. You can be an influencer. You can be powerful. You can, you can think, you know, and act like locally, but like, no, globally, you can make an impact. So that's kind of what I want to do. Like, this isn't like my vlog isn't vanilla as far as like the same, like, oh boy, he's got a perfect life. Like, I do want to actually share the pain. I don't mind sharing the pain. As long as my family is okay with it, then I, you know, I, I'm, I'm down. Mm-hmm. So I, like I said, and if that inspires somebody, it's like, oh yeah, like he had a hiccup. He's got some hurdles. He's got some things in his way. Sure. I mean, that's real life. It is. It is. It so. adds so much to your message when people know that you're not filtering it for them. Right. I think people that have been on the platform for a while have really grappled with that. Like, um, I'm not name dropping. I'm just like, who comes to mind is like Roman Atwood. Yeah, Roman Atwood. I, that, that actually came to my, my mind. Yeah, where like, I think he, at, at least from my perspective as a viewer, he was really struggling with like, he wanted to put out this message of positivity and I think he did a really great job of staying positive, but I think even he and himself started to feel inauthentic because his family was going through some things and they had a new baby and he had to step away and kind of reevaluate, you know, his channel and the message he was putting out there. And it's not always sunshine and roses, even when things are going great. Right. Well, and I've, I've even, and I showed you a, like a, it was a political uh, video, but it was very like it went viral and it was a good, it was very positive. Oh, yeah. Very positive. And so, what I wanted to say too, like as far as the evolution of my channel, like what this is going to bring me or what I'm hoping is that you and I are filmmakers and photographers and, and on that professional level, that's where we're trying to like really get some traction. So, YouTube is a great way for me to experiment on that. And even through a vlog, because some people who want to have a message or um, anything like that as far as like that, that tells a story of their personal lives, then I'm just getting better and better at that because I'm telling my own story. Mm -hmm. 
So Absolutely. I can I can likely help somebody tell their story in a very similar way if they want to, or somewhat different with their particular flavor. But yeah. It I mean, all comes back to that. Like it's full circle every time. Comes yeah. back to the story. Yeah. So did we did we already make a full circle? Did we even go anywhere on this trip? I'm not sure we ever actually left the runway. I've just been taxiing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought for some reason, like I kept seeing the same guy like over and over. I was like, What what? Oh. He just keeps waving us to the yeah, right. <laughs> I know. And like people were like yelling and screaming at us, like, get out of here, dudes, because we've got to like we've got other flights to to get out of here and you're in the way. So you know, backing things up. All right. So I don't know if we effectively answered the whole privacy thing, but honestly, we had said like we choose to do this and we do try to make it so that our families don't feel completely <laughs> embarrassed or violated. Right, exactly. And we certainly try to respect your families as well, like if we're out there vlogging. So I, I just wanted to put that out there. I'm very like aware. Yeah, absolutely. So... All right, well, we don't even need to land this thing because we've been sitting on the runway or apparently going from like one one right to the to the next. and <laughs> Back at the terminal. Yeah, we're Everybody back at the terminal. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I don't know where baggage claim is. Hopefully you didn't bring it. You don't, don't bring, well, no, you. I guess you could bring your baggage here. You know, if you've got some baggage to work just through. Just take it with you when you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just take it with you on this one and then maybe there might be a show where we can unpack some of that baggage and work on it, so. We'll see about that. Yeah, we'll see. All right, folks, well- did we think we covered it? We're good to go? I think so, yeah. All I right. feel good. All right. Well, we have no questions to answer because nobody's asked us anything. So once we get to that point where everything's live and maybe somebody, like one person, will ask a question, then we'll answer it on the show. Dream big, Kevin. Yeah, dream big. <laughs> that's that's what we're going to leave you with. You know, Don't just get out of here, take your baggage, but dream big, take some action. So I'm going to be signing off on this one. I enjoyed this flight. This was a good one. It's very impromptu. And I feel like, I feel I feel good. I feel closed on this one. So We'll I'm, see y'all on the next journey. All right. Take care, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in.